Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome uh, back to Ausbiz, uh, live for our Barangaroo studios. Uh, you're watching the call, 10 stocks picked by you. I've put it to our expert panel. We do it in one hour. It is Tuesday, the 31st of January, and it's the two marks. No, it's the Marky Mark. Uh, <laughs> for anyone old enough to remember Marky we, Mark. You need um, Mark Mark. Yeah, dog, yeah. Dog, dog with a hill. <laughs> yeah. Mark Morland from TVVerse. Mark Gardner from uh, Macro Capital. How are you? Good afternoon. Welcome, man. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. Got married last weekend. Wow. Yeah. Which is terrific. I've got, I've, got, lucky. I've, got 40, yeah, yeah. I've got 42 years under the belt. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And he has a, uh, mm-hmm. already got a football team uh, as a tribe of kids. So Just good, about. Yeah, so. yeah. Good to have you in. Uh, this half hour, we're going to be talking about New Hope, Coal Stocks, NAB, Coles, uh, PNC Financial Services, and Region Group. Stock of the day? Um, no. First of all, um, retail sales figures. Out for December, down 3.9%. Yeah. Much worse than everyone expected <clears throat> because we'd had all these trading updates from uh, listed retailers over that saying December was fantastic, lead up to Christmas. Mm. Well, the figures aren't showing that. Well, I think you're probably smoother on average because I think we, had, we did have some really <clears throat> strong numbers which were unexpected so that uh, August, you know, yeah. August, November period maybe. Um, so it might just be a statistical anomaly, but yeah, down 3.9, expected down 0.3. So yeah, I, I think... Um, is that a warning bell? Is that the... Uh, because maybe, maybe the Australian public's waking up to the fact that you know their mortgages are going to be more expensive. Well, con- consumer sentiment's massively down, and I couldn't quite figure out, with all these December updates that came out from retailers, why retail sales were booming? I was thinking, oh, everyone's having one last hurrah, you know. I think you'll for find Christmas. a lot of it. We we were looking at the consumer discretionary sector and just the quality guys are going great. You know, your JB right. Hi-Fi's, etc. But I think um, I think you'll probably find there was quite a few of those yeah, sort of mid, middle of, baby, yeah middle yeah. of the range guys that just didn't do well. So we yeah we sort of have our investment committee once a week and yeah we were just basically saying we you know. In terms of that sector, there's still going to there's still going to be guys that go really well, but we're definitely only sticking to the founder-led, really high-quality guys now, and and mm. you're really not going to be considering you know impending impending recession in the states. I think um, you know mortgages are a, are a massive considering our level of credit in Australia yeah. are a massive part of the disposable income mm. of um, so I think. Um, Whilst we might not register a technical recession, I think we're going to have a consumer mm. well, a recession mm. for consumer spending, and um, so yeah, you want to you want to be sticking to the guys that, that know okay. their stuff. So, Mark, are you changing a view on retailers? No, 
Not really. Right. I, I think if you look at the P ratios of the quality retailers like JB and so on, they're around about nine and so on. They're, they're dirt cheap on yeah. EPS growth of 20, right. <laughs> last 15, 20 or more on some of them. Yeah. So they're incredibly cheap relative to the mm. rest of the market. So even if sales come off a bit and profit comes off a bit, they're still really good value. I mean, right. a lot of other companies you're paying PEs of 30 to get 15% yeah. EPS yeah. growth. So yeah. well, I'm, I'm, I've got no problem with that. And also it's a market share issue too, because the top retailers like JB Hi-Fi and uh, AX1, Nick Scarly, the really good founder-led ones, I agree with Mark, on that, um, are growing their businesses and they'll often right. do that at the expense of the lesser competitors and yeah. we don't care about the market. Right. Know, so sales are down 3.9, doesn't mean JB Hi-Fi sales will be down. Okay. I'm not saying they won't be, but there's a but, big margin of safety in there. But you're That's not worried about no. retail no. investments? I think the just consumer, go for quality. No. The consumer issue, though, I think the mortgage one is a real one, but it, that's going to come in progressively. So even yeah. though we know rates are up, the impact is only just starting. Yeah. And in six months, I think this year, isn't there, yes. like, X, X billion, 100 billion, oh, there's a lot of money coming mm. off um, a fixed rate, fixed rate onto higher rates. Okay. That has to hurt. Oh, yeah. Look, some mortgages, we're looking, you're looking at 65% increase in your interest payments. Right. So it, uh, it only affects 10% of the market. But up, to, up till now, yeah. yeah. Only affects 10% of the market. And up till now... They've been cruising along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've been Which cruising no, along. Knowing this was coming, you would have thought they may have put some money away. And there is a fair bit of help from them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people paid forward you know, on their mortgages. Yeah. yeah. But there's a big increase. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a help from the New South Wales government um, as well with the back to school, um, the 150 yeah. bucks a kid. We were we went to Office Works the other day and, you know, we big family, five well, kids, 750 bucks we yeah. got. So, you know that's um, you know they, that can be spent at JB Hi-Fi or newsagents or wherever you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know that that little subsidy is going to help. Not poker machines, well. I hope. Uh, God no, <laughs> no. Back, back to school. Uh, it'd only be a lesson in losing yeah. money there, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I think that'll probably you know okay. probably help those. High so no warning bills yeah. for you guys. No, no, no. no. just stick to the quality. Okay. <laughs> Uh, stock of the day, let's go from retail to lithium. IGO's second quarter sales revenue dropped 11% from quarter after quarter after record sales from its nickel business and an 18-day production outage as a result of a power station fire in December adversely affected some of the sales. Uh, net profit for the quarter though jumped 33% to increase earnings contribution from its lithium business. Um, Mark, you've been following this sector for a while, IGO for a while. What did you think? Uh, look, I, I think this is probably a reflection of where the market's at at the moment. Is um, we've we've really got a um, you know the market's expectations were really high for this one. So yeah. uh, and look, they had record divs, uh, record EBIT, uh, and their net debt dropped by fifty six percent. I think that uh, TL, TLEA joint venture for the lithium the dividend jumped by. 212% quarter on quarter, which is quite phenomenal. They bought um, essential metals as well yeah. uh, within that, but there's, you know, their flag cost worries, you know, rising costs, etc. Um, they reduced the production guidance. It's unfortunate. 18 day outage is quite a bit, yep. really, uh, you know, very close to a month, I suppose. And um, that's really disappointed with their nickel uh, production. And um, yeah, but I mean, look, nickel prices uh, has risen about 6%. Um, and you know, I think overall this was just a case of, you know, the market having too high expectations. Um, it's got a from a technical standpoint, it's on a nice uptrend. Um, it was sort of peaking up around toward, well, towards record highs. So <coughs> look, we we'd probably buy in a pullback towards the 200-day moving average around 13. Um, right. 
we've had you know we've had a few lithium producers on. Uh, we won't. Yeah. We're not really cons haven't been considering the explorers um, uh, or anything that's more than right. twelve months off. So, but uh, you know, you've got a whole. Uh, I, I would say, look, if you if you own it, you're holding it. I think if you're coming in with fresh money, I think you'll probably get somewhere around the thirteen dollar mark because I think the market's probably in for a bit of um, a bit of downside over the next okay. couple of months. Mark. Uh, it's not one uh, we uh, follow, so I don't yeah. know. Well, just looking at their numbers, I mean, their earnings have jumped up. Obviously, they're riding the lithium boom because yeah. that's, a lot of that's price-based. And you can have a view on that, and there's different opinions in the market. Our view is that uh, lithium is likely to stay stronger for longer, yeah. uh, not in a straight line. Uh, but Min is our main lithium stock, which funny, because it never gets mentioned. Or it rarely gets mentioned in the press when they're talking lithium because it's not pure play. No, 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 it's a big. It's I think it's number four in the world now. Right. Yeah, okay. something like that. You know, so but it's, it's iron ore. Yeah, but it's, it's a big. It's, a big it's our biggest. Yeah. Is it, it must be our biggest. Our I think it's our biggest. Producing. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and they're also producing hydroxide now. So they yeah. had the last quarter they came out with yeah. uh, forty. I think they did forty tons of hydroxide, which right. is is now in production. Yeah, and there's forty five thousand dollars a ton or something. Mm. So it, what they've done is obviously uh, captured. The economic value through the through the yeah. whole uh, production process is what Min wants to do. Yeah. So that's our our focus. So I don't know much about this. I mean, I'm showing on our numbers. It looks alright. It's on a 29 PE though, which it's in the high black. So for this company for o, uh, IGO uh, to get it in the green, which is the bottom quartile, and that happens every year. Remember the PE range for each company varies each year. Yeah. We're showing $12.45 right. is the price, which is similar that's to what Mark said, and, that, yeah. and that's feasible. Yeah, you know that if you, if you like it, yeah. it was there in it was there in late November. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah. not uh, there has been a little. But it, bit but of it, it looks like up. it looks okay. But I don't know anything about the business. Cycle. So wait for thirteen dollars. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the stock. So you want us to take a look at Jeremy wants a view. Uh, Mark Gardner on New Hope, the uh, the big coal mining group. Yeah, it's you know obviously best performers of last year with the coal stocks. Um, you know, New Hope's one of those really high quality businesses. It's the lowest cost uh, producer for coal in Australia. Uh, it's high quality coal as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we often we often get asked, you know, what we you know should we be selling up here? Um, I tend to think um, I think you probably need to bring it back in, given the meteoric rise. I mean, this thing was. You know, yep. July 2021 was about a, about two bucks. So yeah, it, that's um, a good five-year chart. <laughs> yeah. So look, I think you can you can possibly I'd be waiting for the dividend, um, but you'd be maybe trimming to bring it back into line with the portfolio weightings. Yep. That's about it, really. But um, but apart from that, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy to um, to uh, ride this through the reporting season. I think the coal stocks will be. The best earnings season performers by a, a long, Is long it way. Is built into the process? I notice um, coals dropped, but yeah, yeah. I think everyone yeah, yeah. expected. And it their share drop. price has been doing <coughs> nothing the last month or so. It's sort of yeah, but I mean, we're talking thirteen percent fully frank dividends. Yeah, um, yeah. possibly even an upping <coughs> of a dividend. None of them have got any debt anymore. Um, yeah. they're operate. These yeah. these guys do have an expansion, which is they're the only ones yeah. that have got an expansion. Um, so look, it's it's you know a forward PE of three. I mean, <laughs> really, like it's cheap, basically. Yep. So um, and I think you can look at things like. So you have know, it as a buy. I absolutely have it as a buy. Right. Um, probably the whole, pretty much that whole coal sector for reporting season. I don't think anything's ma okay. massively expensive. All right. Yeah. Uh, not not um, not a company that we've uh, that we cover either. Having said that, I agree. I agree with Mark. I think coal 
is going to stay strong and probably maybe even get stronger if you just look at the supply dynamics because yeah. we, we, we've consciously tried to uh, suppress it yeah. at a political level and that's happening all over the Western yep. Middle East. And the reality is, look at Europe, they're opening, they're rebuilding, you know, opening in new, the old power plant, coal power plants because they have to, because yep. I mean, the demand is just outstripping supply. And whenever that happens, what does it do? It pushes yep. prices up, yep. not down. And on a PE of three, you've got a massive margin of safety there. So even if the price oh, comes yeah. off yep. significantly, now they're making like 40% net profit on, on uh, revenue uh, after tax. Yep. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. Yep. Even yep. though the price has jumped a lot, it's still yep. very cheap. But I think the market was slow to realize that, hang on, maybe, Maybe everyone was saying coal's all over and uninvestable, which is no. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Ed, that was that mild European uh, European winter. Had that have been a severe oh, European winter, yeah, would have gone God through the roof. And, and the US as well, New England yeah. and so on. Yeah. So yeah. it just—it's one. I, I think it'll—you know—the coal price will probably. I don't think it'll go. You know to the downside beyond sort of 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, has had a bit of a pullback, but I mean, so what, you're going to get an 8% dividend? Like, and, yeah. and China's coming back in and starting to buy, uh, negotiating yeah. buying our coal again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, of course, you apply your own ESG filter in any of this. Uh, we, we don't take don't that. Do we we don't take that into account. No, I'm just saying people have their own filters. Yeah. We, we don't do that here because everyone's filter is different. Yeah. Uh, so you make up your own mind. Uh, King of the coal stocks, uh, Gaurav Sodhi was on uh, the call yesterday. He this uh, he called it, uh, refers to it as his coal adventure uh, that he went in about eighteen months ago. Um, he was he's nailed thinking it. yeah he's nailed yeah. it and he went extraordinarily overweight. He said he broke every investment rule in the book, but as benefit uh, he's thinking of uh, certainly trimming and. Uh, yeah, you taking go, stuff off the top. So you don't go uh, broke making money, as they no, say. No, no, exactly. All right, uh, our next stock, um, Reese wants a view. Mark Morlan on NAB, one of our big four banks, of course, Commonwealth Bank, uh, all-time record at the at the moment, one hundred and ten bucks a share. Um, all the big four have, have done pretty well. Uh, yeah, we're not fans of the big banks uh, at all. Uh, of the big banks, NAB is the worst. And if you look at its history <clears throat> over the last 20 years, it's underperformed all the others by miles. And right. ComBank's been the best. You know, if you look at the overall uh, total shareholder return, dividend and capital growth, uh, CBA has by far been the best. Right. And then Westpac ends in the middle and then NAB at the bottom. Yep. Um, NAB's been historically terrible. It's on a very high PE at the moment of 14.5. I mean, I think all the banks are on pretty high PEs at the moment, which yep. uh, for us, historically 10 if you could buy banks, the big banks under 10, usually you do well. If you buy them over 10 or 15, you usually you do badly over yep. the next five years. That's just a simple rule of thumb that we've noticed. Um, we're showing uh, on our models on Conscious Investor, you'll get half of 1% per year return, including dividends, if you buy it at today's price. No. Uh, its EPS growth rate is declining at 3.7% a year with high stability and sales are down 5% a year. So mm. the banks in, I would argue, fairly long-term decline. And that's understandable when you think about all the fintech companies right. and all the things that are happening. Why is the Commonwealth Bank doing so well? You might say it's been better managed. I don't know, I'm not sure actually right. what the actual yeah. difference is. Yeah. And NAB's the one. NAB's theoretically more has more business clients than yes. um, CBO. CBO has much more consumer mortgage, residential mortgage, yeah. but they're all pretty well building societies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would argue. Yeah. And there's risks in that as well going yeah. forward. You know, with interest rates going up, that sure it improves the. Uh, banks' margins potentially, but they're also their their debt liabilities all uh, all 
uh, uh, wayward debt's going to go up. Right. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're provisioning, starting to provision for that, but they haven't had to for a long time. So it's just way too expensive to even consider. Okay. Uh, yeah, couldn't, uh, I probably would be, in a, you know, if possible, an even stronger sell on the big four. Um, I think they're, yeah, they're, all of them are at the top end of their PE ranges. Um, with economic slowdown coming, um, obviously there's 10% of those mortgage, fixed mortgages rolling off. Uh, yep. CBA is the biggest in the mortgage market. Um, and look, but more concerning really is um, like the, the amount of lending in the last year has dropped nearly 30%. So new home, new home loans. Yep. So it's not it's not just the risk, um, you know. Some on a million dollar mortgage, basically your um, your interest payments if you're on those on those fixed jump by sixty five percent if you don't negotiate. Yep. About a mean, I think, is um, you probably if you haggle with your bank, you might you might increase by fifty five percent. So, yep. and that's going to put a lot of pressure on property, um, which is going to put a lot of pressure on these banks. And whilst their net interest margin, obviously, them they're the ones making that extra interest. Yep. Um, the moment there's, you know, obviously the the bar is lifted um, because you know credit controls are going to be a lot tighter. Um, yep. so people aren't going to be able to afford it. Like I said, the lending, you know, their new their new mortgages are dropping by thirty or have dropped by thirty percent. Probably will drop further. Mm. I don't see how you can have these guys at okay. the top of their PE range because. They're probably the last ones that are going to have growth, um, and I think you'll get them significantly cheaper this year. So, and as well, the, you, we've got the baby boomers. The biggest lot of baby boomers globally are retiring this year, and um, <coughs> and so there's going to be a net outflow of capital sitting in you know in savings accounts and things like that because people are going to start you know retirees are going to start spending that. Yep. Um, and it, you know, cost okay. if you've got to go and source your capital externally, the cost yep. of capital is going to go up. So, so sell on NAB, sell on all the big four, sell, sell, big four. Yeah, sell yeah. on sell every bank. <coughs> no, 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 Macquarie, no, Macquarie's good, yeah, Macquarie's good, right? So, best energy and commodities trading desk in the world, yep. and they and basically, okay. they're and they're only a small part. I mean, you know, I've got some numbers here. If you invested in Macquarie, NAB, and CBA 10 years ago, you've made 470 grand in. Macquarie on a hundred thousand. Yeah. We've only made a hundred and fifty on NAB. This is all inclusive of right. dividends and franking credits, and two hundred and thirty grand on CBA. So uh, is that right? Yeah. Hey, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Because everyone's saying, oh, CBA record price, best run bank, but you would have doubled your return by staying in Macquarie rather yeah, than, than Commonwealth yeah. Bank. The, Macquarie's is the, the best return on equity bank okay. in the world. So, so if you're going to if you want banking exposure in your portfolio, which a lot of self-managed super funds say for a balanced mm. portfolio, there's only one bank you'd have, Absolutely, and that would be yeah. Macquarie. Yeah, but, yeah, Macquarie's not really the same sort of bank. It's not really. No, no, no but bank. it's a financial yep. services yep. group. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Sell everything except Macquarie. Interesting. Um, our next stock um, um, up for adjudication from you at home, uh, Nick. Uh, Mark Gardner wants a view on Coles, the big supermarket chain. Well, at 11.30, my view changed on this a little bit because I was surprised by those retail sales numbers. Um, I sort of expected Christmas because just generally, uh, it was the first time in a few years we've been able to travel and be together, etc. Yeah. Um, and I and I was sort of expecting retail sales to probably outpace. So, um, so yeah, I look, consumer staples, I think... I'm sort of expecting there to be a bit of a downturn in, in the overall market for the next sort of, you know, three to six months. And I mean, these guys will be, you know, they will provide safety. Um, but look, their PEs, you know, around the 20 mark, um, 
they have reduced some costs. Um, where there might be, I think with tightening um, family budgets, you know, Coles and Woolworths now have a lot of their own brands. So yep. I think we're maybe they may start to make a little bit of extra um, profit margin out of um, selling a lot more of their home brand stuff, um, which is generally you know, quite a bit cheaper and not, yep. people not going for the premium brands. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't buy it here. Um, and I think there's better options in the Staples sector. So um, <coughs> probably Endeavour, Endeavour or um, if you want to go to the Agricultural Elders. So um, there's better defensive names here at the moment. It just, yep. it's, it's mid-range. Um, that retail sales number concerns me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think at some stage same, this Same year, with Woolworths? Yeah, same with Woolworths. It, um, I mean, they, you know, they've... They leapfrog each other at certain yep. stages, so it. Uh, but at the moment, I'd, I'd be wanting this one, you know, a fair bit cheaper. Okay. So, uh, why are, everyone's on elders at the moment? Share well, price doing nothing. I just, I, I don't understand why it's doing nothing. But look, they it, had a big drop down after the announcement of the future retirement of its uh, chief executive, which and has just not bounced at all. Yeah, it stayed. At I mean, look, bucks. Nick, Nick Scarley dropped to seven bucks last year and sat there for you know well, sat between there and eight eight fifty for ages and now it's back at twelve dollars so right. i think you just you you know mm. that it's a well-run business okay. they're going to manage the transition that it, it all it is is a matter of time mm. um so um, okay. and take the dividend in the meantime yep uh, mark morton coles uh very mediocre uh, company right. it's it's uh, the 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 pe of 22 <clears throat> is very very high when you look at their earnings and their current earnings I mean, they've only been listed for four years, you know, since, since the, you know, the new listing was four years, but um, we're showing their earnings average has been negative 3.7% a year since then, um, which is um, uh, negative. You know, so in other words, right. it's not growing. And we have inflation. And remember, inflation at the moment is what, six point, what was it, 6.8, I think was yep. the last one. Yep, yep. So you've got to add that on there as well. So that's like 9% negative. Now, they should be able to pick up um, inflation because they should be able to pass it straight through, yep. one would think. <clears throat> but I tell you what, they're not performing well at all. Right. And then why would you pay 22 times earnings for that? Yep. So that gives you a, they're paying out 80% of dividends and that gives you 3.6% okay. yield, which is, is not, as a, that, that's half inflation. Same with Woolies. Yeah, plus it, oh, you, you get franking credits, I suppose. I suppose right. 5%. Oh, you can get 4% four, in a savings maximizer. That's so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's really, it's, why would you do it? Yeah. This yep. is very mediocre and there's no way it justifies that kind of price. We're showing, to get a 10% return on it, which is not unreasonable, uh, at the low end yeah. uh, for us, you, you wouldn't want to pay more than, um, this is not even on margin of safety, $8.93. Okay. And it's right. currently $17.35. So yeah. wow. it's not Gee, even that's a long part. way off. But that's yes. just to get a 10% return over yeah. the next five years per year. It's not wow. a, lot, a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't even buy to that. Right. Yeah. I, I suppose this is a premium for the duopoly. But yeah. 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 Well, yeah. but if it, doesn't, if it doesn't generate a, it should, that's the thing. That should yeah. be, it's very strong moats and it should generate a higher return, yeah. but it's not. Yep. All right, uh, Sam Reith, Mark Muller <coughs> wants a view on PNC Financial Services. Uh, they're in the acquisition and servicing of purchased debt portfolios. So is this like a mini version of uh, Credit Corp, is it? Um, they also have an app called Pioneer Path, uh, which is for personal finance and budget management mm. app. Um, what do you think of PNC Financial Services? Me? Uh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so we, right. we, we know credit, we know credit corp very well. Yeah. Um, so this is a mini credit corp. That's news to me. <laughs> well, uh, just what I was uh, acquisition of purchase debt portfolios, which uh, is what uh, credit corp yeah. does. So loan books by yeah. the sound of it. Yeah. Is yeah. That, oh, this isn't the US. Isn't the US based company though, isn't it? No, it's Australian. Is it's it? Australian. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it basically um, it buys sort Pittsburgh. of per, personal debt. 
Um, right. And a lot of it's, um, you know, it's not they don't buy mortgages, um, but it's, you know, I think their sweet spot. I've seen an interview uh, actually on Osby's from the CEO or the MD. Um, you know, people who have hit financial strife, so a right. divorce or something like that, um, yeah. or they've lost their job and etc. Et so they and they basically also set a path for people to get out of right out of that debt. Okay, so, distress debt. So you know, yep. say you're you know you have a messy divorce, you you know you but you're you know oh. traditionally a good earner, yeah. your credit your um, credit rating's been affected. Yeah, look at that five year uh, chart that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, can we bring it up again? It was gone from three bucks and thirty cents. Yeah, so they had an issue with the private equity. Uh, they were doing some sort of deal. Um, they ended ah. up in a lengthy legal battle um, ah. on okay. top of that, That's which messy. reduced their profitability. Um, they will return to profit, uh, according to the MD, this year. Um, and I would have thought, they're obviously, they're, how much they're going to have to pay for that debt because you know the yields yields have gone higher, and yep. you know credits credit risk um, will be a little bit higher. And obviously, their their pool of availability of the of, you know of distressed debt um, will grow as well. So I, I I probably stop short of a speculative buy, but I think this is probably maybe have a look at the once hmm. they return to profitability and see if they've actually kicked that goal. Um, because it, you know, in, in the scheme of things, yep. um, it's not a bad business model. It, it okay. was well run, but they and the one offs are now they're absolutely done. So right. yeah, but uh, it's. It, so a hold and watch for you. It's a hold. It's a hold and watch. But I'm, I'm look. If I wasn't so bearish the, the broader market, I'd probably say it's a speculative mm-hmm. buy. Wow. Um, yeah, I found the right one now. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was on PNC. It was a PNC in the US. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. was financial as well. When I right. just assumed oh, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. uh, it fails on return on capital for us at six point five. So at the moment, so it's, it was a red on that. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't get up yeah. uh, for scrutiny. Um, it's. Um, uh, yeah, it's had a rough trot for a couple of years, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't. <coughs> it's on PE, but you're saying it's not making profit right now. Is that right? It's not. It's about. It's it's essentially turning profitable, basically, mm. as, well, as per predictions from the MD. So right. um, yeah, he's been on mm. uh, Osbys a couple yeah. of times. Well, Credit Corp has been a spectacular performer for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. For the members who are invested in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, and yeah, so still I've, I've, never lo- I've never looked at this. So yeah, again, I really you stick with Credit Corp. I would. All right. Um, Peter wants a view on Region Group, Mark Morland, the uh, shopping centre Australasia property group, um, portfolio of smaller shopping centres. Uh, half of the rental income comes from anchor tenants like Woolies and Coles, um, sort of next level down, smaller centres, say, compared with Centre and Westfield. Yeah, well, it's a REIT, basically. Yes. We, we, don't, we don't like REITs. Um, the, one of the reasons why we don't like them is they, not always, but often they have high debt. These guys got really high debt. They've got, um, according to my numbers here, it's 11,000% debt to equity, but uh, so it sounds a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, have, what have you got on yours? Is that a, a mistake? Uh, it what I've got be, on Morningstar. Yeah, I don't think it's. Um, <coughs> I don't think it's that much. Um, right. Let me have a quick yeah. look. Uh, anyway, it's um, the 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 problem with REITs is that they uh, the good thing about them is obviously they provide reliable income, so they distribute all their earnings, and that, at the moment they're paying, I think it's five uh, five point six percent yield, um, which is okay. You know, yeah. Below inflation still, but it's okay. Um, their earnings, though, uh, have been flat uh, right through to 220, and they had a drop through COVID, and then they've picked up a little bit since then, but still no, not back to what they were uh, pre-COVID. So we're showing H growth, which is their um, EPS growth over the last six years, average five point, negative 5.3. Right. We could say, you know, not, okay. it's pretty ordinary. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no growth there. If there's no growth in earnings, you're not going to get either an increased dividend or you shouldn't get any uh, capital appreciation except by PE expansion. Right. Is the only way you're going to get it, and it's on a PE of 23. Same thing as we said before with Coles. What do you want to pay 22, 23 times earnings for negative growth? Yeah. yeah I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I would, why? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. This is what's changed in the last six months particularly is that now you can get risk-free return yeah. in <coughs> corporate bonds and bank account, or high, you know. So you, you actually, you naturally have to pull back to being more, far more selective and, you know, within the REIT sector, I think Macquarie and Citigroup yesterday or the day, well, this week have, um, have upgraded the outlook for REITs. Um, yeah. I, I agree and disagree, but there is a lot of REITs out there at the moment that are trading at 20, 30% discounts to NTA. This one's not, uh, same as HPI, which we've got later in the show. Um, we, I think this is only a 4% uh, discount to NTA, where you've got high quality like leaders in, in uh, sector, like Goodman uh, Group and CIP, uh, which are you know, uh, around 20%. the 20% mark. Uh, yeah. So, um, and, and obviously, in a, um, the industrial subsector is by far our favourite because mm. um, yeah. demand's outstripping supply for the next three yeah. years. By yeah. we, 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 by Goodman, we've looked at Goodman. We've looked, yeah. 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 And I think we've done HPI before as well. But the, um, yeah. But yeah I, I just, this is expensive. This is a roaring sell, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I, think it's, I think it's really overvalued. And, um, and look, if you want to be involved in the REIT sector, like I said, I think they'll be, at some stage, they'll probably pull back. Um, I would say, you know, once we get three or four rate hikes over the next week, you know, the REITs don't tend to do particularly well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and the debt's too high. Like, we, you've got um, CIP and Goodman, their debt, they're at the bottom end of their debt yeah. um, band. So yeah. this and then the other problem is the cap rate that they calculate the values on. Because that's the other thing we always struggle with, because they, 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 it comes in as profit. So they revalue the properties based on the returns, and then that is classed, it's a non-cash profit. Yeah. But it works in reverse as well. So as interest rates are going up, the cap rates have to come down. It's a relationship mm. to it. If the cap rate comes down at some point in time, the auditors are going to go, you've got to revalue that down. Yep. And then yep. that'll, 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 that'll put them a lot of them into losses. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, recap the first five stocks, including stock of the day. IGO, uh, a hold from the two marks. Um, if it gets down around $13, well, then maybe worth looking at. You hope a buy from both. Uh, NAB, uh, a sell. Uh, Coles a no from both. Um, uh, Mark Gardner prefers uh, Elders and Endeavour if you want to get in that space. PNC a no from uh, Mark Morland. Uh, a hold from Mark Gardner with a watch on it uh, for maybe a turnaround. Um, uh, Mark Morland much prefers uh, Credit Corp in that sector and Region Group a sell from both. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by investment committee, which Mark Morland's part of. Um, last committee meeting was back in December. A new one is uh, about to uh, to sit. Um, back then, the committee decided to get out of Babcorp and Domino's, get into Index and Janison Education, and uh, increase the weighting on elders. Uh, since the first of March last year. The fund return is up 15%. 
At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. In this half hour, we're going to be taking a look at IPH Group, uh, John's Ling, uh, PSC Insurance, Hotel Property Investments, and Medibank. Um, Mark Gardner, uh, Simon wants a view on IPH, uh, the big intellectual property uh, group, 25 countries, uh, biggest IP uh, services group in Asia Pacific. They're the group where you go and file all your patents and trademarks and things like that. Yeah, I look, I hadn't really looked at this business too much before. Um, it doesn't look too bad. I, I, I think it's, you know, I think there might be a bit of a headwind with, obviously you're going to come out intellectual properties for new new concepts, etc. I think that um, that lack of availability for money for innovation is mm. going to probably really pull back. I would, I would imagine the tech sector would be their biggest customers overall, um, yep. uh, or, bi or biotechs, etc. So those companies are probably going to have a lot less freely available capital um, just flowing into the system, and people are going to, as, we, as I said before, be a bit more selective. So I, I, I sort of think they'll have headwinds in terms of their volumes going forward. Mm. Um, but look, they've... You know they're really capital light, so you know, and they they've got really strong cash flow. So, um, and they've been a consistent performer. They pay a small dividend. They're profitable. So, it yeah, I'd it'd be a hold for me. It, it's not not really you know an area where I've, I've you know looked a hell of a lot before. Um, but you know maybe one of those ones that you could probably get cheaper because of that high PE. You know, yep. if there's a broader market pullback, I think you probably get it cheaper at some stage. But <coughs> you know, I mean, the drop in volumes um, for that intellectual property yeah. is probably going to be you know a fair bit of a headwind. Just that five-year chart we just showed as well. It's quite a narrow trading range over over that period. Yeah, well, they've obviously chosen expansion. Um, and look, if, if management's responsible and they yep. you know sort of start to capitalise on yeah, that's uh, not the one IPH group. No. no. Um, is the one we're talking about, yeah. but um, yeah, if management is um, you know is prudent and they sort of batten down the hatches and and like I said, I think which I think is a good sign. Like I said, their capital they're mm. fairly you know they don't have to spend a lot of money, so and the expansion is fairly easy. So yeah, one to watch, but not a buy for me okay. here. Mark Muller, uh, it well it passes all our filters. So uh, from a financial point of view, all the metrics are okay. Um, <clears throat> it's got EPS growth rate of 7.5%. That's about the best one we've seen, apart from New Hope. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, today, as far as uh, EPS growth with, with high stability, the sales are growing at about twice that rate, which means, and th with the same high 95% stability, which means as they're growing, they're, they're making more money, but it's not keeping up with the growth in sales, which is not a good sign. Yep. So um, uh, with a capital light business like this, you, you actually like to see it the other way around. So that as the sales grow, you get a greater percentage into profit is better ideal. Um, return on equities are 17%, which is all right. The only negative is the PE, it's on 25, and uh, which is still a lot for the earnings and it's paying about a 3.6% yield. But it's a, solid, it's a solid business without knowing anything about the uh, prospects of their business going forward. I would have right. thought it should be pretty reliable because IP protection and so on is not, so, it's not a luxury if yeah. you're in the industry where IP is yeah. important. I think it's a mandatory spend. Yep. It's not a, yep. 
it's not a nice to have, but you've got to do it. But a lot of it's not about that. It's about, you know, as I say, you don't, don't put a patent on something unless you're willing to spend the money to, to defend it. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's where the money is in all the legal cases and all the challenges, and they do all that stuff as well. Yeah. So, um, look, it's all right. I'd say it's a hold. Uh, Return-wise, we're showing it returning at the current price, if you bought it today, about 10.8% um, 10, 10, 10 on our default and 65 on safety. Mm. which is, as I said, is better than most of the things we've looked at today, but it's still pretty yeah. average. Yeah, okay. Me. All right. Um, and it, Kenny wants a view, Mark Mullen, on John's Ling, which is um, a, a building company, but unlike other building companies, they basically specialise in uh, doing insurance work. Uh, if you put in an insurance claim, uh, that something's happened to your house, or there's defaults, uh, rectifications on apartment blocks, insurance companies, hired John Thling to, to do all the uh, the fix up on it. So it's an interesting little niche. Yeah, and they do restorations as well. So yeah. they, they specialise in fixing up historic buildings and things like that when they have fires or damage yeah. and so on. Which is, yeah. an, it's, as you said, it's, an, it's a niche, but it's, yeah. it's quite, it's a one and a half billion dollar market cap business. So it's, a, it's, not, it's yeah. not tiny. No. They operate in the US as well. And uh, I had a look at it. I had, didn't know much about it really. Yeah. Uh, the fi for five years, the return on equity was really good. Then it absolutely plummeted in, um, uh, 2001 two. So yeah. before that it was up at 31, which we love, and it's now down at 7.9, which fails. Right. It's under our minimum 10%. So I don't know actually what happened yeah. in that, uh, whether that's an overhang from COVID. I don't know what it, yeah. what, what it was, but I need to explore it that. Got, it, got, it got caught up and was, was rammed up, wasn't it, by the market who thought they would be a big beneficiary of all the floods and um, right. all the natural disasters. As per usual, market got ahead of itself, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Although the EPS has been growing strongly. So they've got a 23% hedge growth, which is their uh, average growth over the last six years. And that's been pretty linear. Right. So um, okay. yeah, that, that's, that's pretty good. So we're showing it returning 18% per year on default and five and a half on safety, but it's on a 56 PE right. at the moment. Wow. By the way. Okay, for a building company. Yeah, it's very very high PE. Yeah. So, what would you do? Uh, I don't know the business well enough to say whether, but it, well, it because it fails on ROE and ROE, on return on capital for us. Yep. I wouldn't actually even wouldn't look it. at it. But right. if you are looking at it, or if you're invested in it, I'd want to understand that. Right. Okay. Right, yeah, we've had this one before. Um, we basically was part of a pairs trade with the insurance companies, uh, basically ah. saying that the insurance companies don't price their risk properly, um, yeah. so invest in the guys that fix it up. Oh. So, um, so we and look and thank God because you know we made very good money out of JLG, and then you know our insurers didn't do so well right. uh, sort of last year. So. Don't have, we don't have that trade on at the moment. This, I mean, look, it's a really good quality company with really good management, yep. and they, it's a higher margin, obviously, with the insurers. They just because the insurers just want they want it done, they want it done properly. So there's you know there's a higher margin there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we keep having more once in a hundred year floods, fires, etc. So. Um, I, the expansion of the US concerns me a little bit. Just it's not a happy hunting ground for Australian companies um, usually. So I, I'd just be I'd be just cautious with this one. But and, and you know, and it's extraordinarily volatile. If you have a look at right. the chart, there. Obviously, I think the last uh, since the start of twenty twenty one, we've gone three dollars to nine dollars fifty, back yeah. down to four dollars fifty, back up to eight. You know, yeah. and in yeah. very like really quick smart fashion. So. Um, I think that's that's not JLG's fault. That's just yep. the market getting carried away, you know, with the you know, prospects of a company. So, um, I, 
I probably wouldn't hold it here for now. I think they've got. I think they do have exposure with the New Zealand floods, but um, so they'll get some repair work there as well. Um, and obviously, there's um, you know there's been a few natural disasters, yep. well, disasters in the US as well. So I'm a bit wait and see with this. I probably just you know. With bit, it's just too high of a PE for a right. building company. I'd probably be selling it because I think you'll get an opportunity at some stage to get it lower. But, but it is a very good quality business. Okay. And and like I say, now the insurers have got that higher you know, yeah. net interest margin from the you know from the premiums being invested. Um, it's a good. It is a good pairs trade there for. Explain a pairs trade. So essentially, you're saying that you know, for instance, QBE I think was the company we did it against. We're basically saying that they're not pricing their um, you know how many once in a hundred year floods yep. and fires have we had? We've had way more than once in a hundred year. So we were basically saying that we like insurers, but we, you know, they're not, their actuaries aren't pricing, um, the, right. you know, pricing the risk well enough, uh, or they're not getting enough money in their premiums for it. So we go and buy the guys, the, the beneficiary, the, the beneficiary of, of those, of that mispricing. So essentially right. one of the, one will cover the other. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah. Hmm. Okay. And if they're not spending a lot on these repairs, well, JLG is not going to go as well. Yeah. However, the insurance, the insurance right. company is going to go well. And you can do do that sort of trade for a whole bunch of industries. Can't absolutely, you? absolutely, you can. Yeah. So it just, um, you know, just because if there's if there's a high quality company and there's just one particular part wrong where you where you're not liking, if you can find a little, you know, a niche that sort of complements it, well, then you know, it's okay. It's not um, a bad little pairing. Yeah. All it's right. The pairs trade. Um, Chloris uh, wants to view Mark Gardner on PSC Insurance. Uh, um, they have insurance products, Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, the United Kingdom. Um, they look as though they're mainly in workers' compensation, medical indemnity, online travel and the like. Big revenues derived out of the UK. Yeah, I think joint venture um, Tyson's. Um, I'm not re- we're not that fussed on insurers for the reason I just sort of outlined. Um, the travel insurance part might be you know, a bit of an uplift as people start to travel. Yeah. Uh, but look, it's you know, it's a high PE. Um, it's not you know, it's not madly profitable. There's fairly low margin. Um, it's not really something we consider yeah. to be honest. It has got a strong balance sheet, um, but it's yeah, it's not our, not, okay. not really in our wheelhouse at the moment. So don't like insurers full stop. I just I, like, as I said, I don't I don't like. I mean, they, obviously their business is going to improve because they've been making some more yeah. you know, bond premiums. Um, but I think that's largely priced in, and, yeah. and until they get their head around, you know, once in a hundred years is actually. What about brokers, the steadfast and are you? Yeah, I don't and mind that, but I think they've had they've had the massive uplift in insurance premiums, which the brokers were beneficiary of in the last year, and that's probably not going to continue right. this year. Yep. So I think that's that's probably played out. Okay, Mark Mullen. Um, yeah, this is also interesting in that they buy other. Uh, underperforming or struggling insurers or brokers and you know, a whole range of things, which which you assume that's a bit like a, a little bit like a private equity component where they're buying things and right. trying to fix them up. Right. Uh, now that that adds further opaqueness to what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to what Mark said. <laughs> and, 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 and insurance companies uh, just straight ones are pretty hard to follow sometimes well, with, their, with, says, you know, with the in, financials. To invest in insurance, you've really got to have a long, long, long time frame. Yeah. Because they, the what happens is you have the big claims of the 100-year floods and then they ch- push all their premiums all up and then they've got to catch up the losses they made on that and then three or four years down the road, then they're making a lot of money again. So, or, but you, know, you really need to be in there for 10 years or something. Yep. How many oh, investors are there yeah. watching uh, yeah. today that are totally happy to be in looking grim 
yep. for a decade to then get a decent payoff eventually. Because yep. that's what it is. Yep. And Buffett's very patient. Um, you know, yeah, they've, got a, they've got a big reinsurance arm. Don't oh, it's they? massive. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. one of his biggest part of the business. Yeah. But he, um, he, when he bought into um, Australia into uh, what did he buy into a a. What's that? I get confused yeah. with the US one. Um, I bought some right. on the back of the buying it. Right. I, I lasted two years. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was just it was torture. And then Too I thought, hard. what am I doing? Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. not it's not the way we look at things. And even the earnings, how do you predict the earnings? Mm. Because it comes down to you know what they're they're underwriting skills and then what happens? <coughs> yeah. Acts of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not for you at no. all. Okay. No. Something a bit, uh, back to a REIT. Um, Jesse wants a view on, uh, <coughs> excuse me, hotel property investments. Um, portfolio of 60 pubs, uh, primarily in Queensland. Couple of long-term deals with uh, with Coles Group as well. Uh, Matt Moore. And there's think? a buying hub at a, a number of pubs in Adelaide as well. Right. At the okay. moment, which I think is happening. Uh, yeah, I read. Um, it's actually uh, very mediocre again. This is, we're showing it uh, returning about 6% a year, uh, which is just under inflation at the moment, <coughs> on default and about 2.8 on a margin of safety. It's on a PE of 17 and it's got a growth rate of 1.6% a year. <coughs> and now that's not surprising, but if I look at the graph of their earnings, they dropped heavily from 2014 to 15 and then they flatlined you know, for the last, um, whatever those, six, seven years, just right. flat. So I don't know, you know, where you know, where do you get the growth in in, in these businesses? So they're paying out five point seven percent yield, which is basically paying out one hundred percent of the close mm. to one hundred percent of the uh, earnings. Right. Um, now, if we didn't have inflation, five point six percent yield would be good. Yeah. When yeah. we were back at zero interest rates, but now you add on new interest rates at four or whatever, it's terrible. Mm. Now that means says to me, what has to happen? Their business is not going to change. They can't turn that around. What can, all that can happen is the market needs to go. Hang on. This is not giving us a return of 17 PE, it should be at 10 yep. or 9 or something. Yep. That's what's happening. We've got a lag with a lot of these, particularly these kind of businesses that are ostensibly income earning businesses. They need to be re-rated down to give you a, a, a decent or a, at least a positive inflation adjusted return or a real return. Right. Okay. And it hasn't happened yet. Yep. So I'd, I'd be a sell. All right. I'd be a sell as well. Um, yeah. Now, but you a, like Endeavour. What's that, sorry? You like Endeavour Group. Aren't these guys like an endeavour? They, uh, they own the bricks and mortar, um, right. but a lot of their tenants with the new poker machine laws coming in are going to be earning a lot less money as well. Um, ah. So people are going to be starting to haggle for their that'll rents. That'll flow through. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and look, it's still not at a deep enough discount. Again, got, you've got best in class rates in, in sectors with you know demand outstripping supply at a 20% discount. And, this is not, you know, this is not like there is positive attributes to this business. They've locked in their debt. It's fully hedged, um, you know, over a five and seven year period. So, um, you know, they, they, they do have really sticky tenants, etc. cetera. Um, but it's like all the goods priced in. Yeah. And, and it really, you know, at, at 5%, I mean, you go buy um, USHY, which is the corporate bond ETF in the US, it's, it's yielding six and a half plus, if not, you know, you take it to the lifetime at near, near eight or nine. So, yep. and that's relatively risk-free. It's a basket of 1,200 bonds. Right. So, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, So again, for 4%, 
it's not in enough. a in a property right now is just not enough. It's not it's no. not any enough. sort of property. How can it be trust or whatever? Yeah. Right. This is yeah. the whole thing with interest rates. It always, the old analogy was: Do you put your money in the bank, and the bank would give you four percent sales, three percent for your cash, or yeah. you'd buy the bank shares and you get seven or eight? Yeah. And the difference was the risk of being invested in the business. Yeah. So what we're saying now is these businesses is what they are. You're not yeah. getting anything for yeah. the, the risk. Same. The same would go yeah. for Telstra and CBA. They yield three yeah. percent. I mean, it's, you, you you can get risk-free returns in excess of um, you know in excess of the dividend. This yeah. will so adjust. It'll adjust. Yeah. yeah. So unless, we, unless interest rates come up really fast or something. Yeah. Well, if they, if they if they start getting entrenched at you know anything yeah. like where it is now, right? Uh, these these have to revalue. Yeah. Um, You've just got to adjust yeah. your rules, and a mm. PE that high is one of those rule adjustments. Right. Yeah. The, you know, you may be at zero interest rates. You may, you may take, you may roll the dice yep. with a, with a seventeen or eighteen, but you don't roll the dice. But Endeavour does deliver on all of that. Yeah, I think I think Endeavour does. Obviously, the poker. I think the poker machines part has put. You know, that that sort of, you know, that negativity's played out. Um, yep. We do tend to, you know, in weaker economic times. We do tend to drink more and yep. uh, gamble more. And, so. and I suppose Endeavour's more than just a REIT, is it? Because it does have Dan Murphy's that has yeah, BWS yeah. in it and yeah. proper yeah. businesses. It's more like a, a hotel and like a West Farm, yeah, as I feel yeah. like. Yeah, it's not it's not, not just the rate part. Yes. So yeah. Um, yeah. and they do and they've got market dominance. Right. So and just last thing on that, I think viewers need to be aware of this though. If you if you're thinking, Oh, but I'm getting five point six and maybe it's franked, I'm not sure. Let's say it's franked. You know, so that's not, yeah, that's still okay. I'll just keep it anyway. But if we're right in what we're saying and that the market revalues these companies down to a PE uh, that gives you a reasonable return, that'll take 50% of your capital value off. Right. So okay. you'll take a massive hit on, right. on the capital value. That's the, right. that's the risk in staying in the things that, are, that have PEs that aren't sustainable. Right. Okay. Yeah. For instance, Centuria 5, five uh, PE, Waypoint 5, Home oh. 5, like, you oh. know, 18's, okay. 18's way too high. I could tell you, uh, something like that. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's eighteen how, years of their earnings to, to get back your investment. That's what mm. that means. Well, how can anyone be investing at these yeah. levels? Whereas, well, best in class is you know five. Right. So, okay. Know, I mean, that's way out of whack, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Seems yeah. to be. I mean, whether okay. there's something coming up in the books mm. or whatever, but it doesn't. It doesn't scream buy. That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. A uh, final stock. Uh, Mark Gardner uh, sure wants a view on Medibank. The, uh, the private health insurer? Uh, apologies to the viewers for being so negative today. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Gee, this is what marriage does to you, doesn't no, it? No, no, right? don't be don't Get be out of the wrong time. Um, no, I think, um, <laughs> look, apart from obviously their data breach and things like that, yeah. um, that probably actually brings it back into the realms of, you know, being out of favour and possibly being cheap on a long-term basis. But I, I just don't, I can't bring myself to invest in a business where you know you you know your pricing power is capped by the government. Yeah. And um, look at the impact of that data breach. Yeah, the share price cliff. <laughs> and look, there'll be there'll be others, and and I and you know they're I think they're a fairly decent provider, but look, you, it's never going to shoot the lights out. Yeah. Um, as I said, because those you know the the government sitting there setting a ceiling on their you know potential yeah. income so um so you wouldn't be in any private health insurance uh, no look it's, it's kind of like avoid? it's kind of like the big four um in terms of the insurance they yeah. know whether they ne necessarily need to be listed companies you know like the the four pillars saved us in the gfc we need many we need insurance companies for healthcare. 
yes, it's needed to the, but from an investment point of view, I think there's a, there's a, there's thousands of other better places yeah. you could be putting your money. So it's you know it yeah it's not for not for us that's for sure. And and that's a, a really consistent theme for everybody um, regularly here on the panel that say. Hey, if it's too complicated, you only have 20 stocks maximum in your portfolio. Um, if it's a bit complicated, why would you take the risk where there are so many other alternatives, Mark Morlan? Well, I've said that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah many times. Yeah. Uh, the trouble with, um, I totally agree with Mark about the issue of uh, the risk from governments controlling their pricing. They have to get approval to increase prices. Yeah. Uh, NHF is the one that we've quite a few of our members have invested in, we've done well, but Mark Fitzgibbons is a very entrepreneurial CEO. That's Newcastle, isn't it? Yep, and yep. He, what he's done is he's worked hard to, gener- to build income streams that aren't regulated. So yep. like tourism, travel, insurance, a whole range of things. Right. He does quite as frequent flyer points, you know, on... Uh, on um, yeah, and, uh, and he white labels a lot. White labels stuff, like and, and it's that, entre- that sort of gets it over the line for us, but it's yep. un- the underlying part of the business though is it's, it's totally controlled. Yeah. And where he, for instance, because they had a lower uh, demographic profile in the market, yeah. so they targeted younger, younger people, yeah. because they had a younger demographic than Medibank, they then have to pay Medibank compensation. So it's an equalisation payment, it's called. Cool. This is socialism. Yeah, it's it's total socialism. Yeah. So you, you run a bit of business, well, the other guys don't. That's not fair. Yeah. So you need to pay some of your money to them. That's what happens. I kid yeah. you not. Yeah. And you go, yeah. why would you invest in this area full stop? But then let's look at Medibank. I'll go back to 2016. Their earnings were 15 cents a year. 17, 16, 16, 15, 16, 11, 16, 14. Right. What does that look like to you? Yep. That is like no growth, just totally flat. Then you go, okay, so what do I have to pay for that? That's, and that's really what, uh, what we're, uh, we're talking about here. It's on a P of 20 now, even with the drop. So it's in the green, so it's in the bottom quartile. Medibank trades normally between 22, 25, and sometimes yeah. up to 30. Wow. Yeah. Why? Yeah. When their uh, EPS growth rate's running at negative 2.8% average per year. It's crazy. Right. It's absolutely yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's no rationale that I would yeah. say you could say this is a buy or even to hold it. We're showing a default return of 2.5% a year, including dividend. And basically the dividend is 46 So what they're doing is we're assuming there'll be a slow degrading of the capital value. Yeah. And on the margin of safety, which is how we like buying things, it's 0.7 okay. and 1%. Yeah. It's right. just terrible. Well, so I'd all say right. A sell as as well. That's a pretty negative half. It's not our fault. It's the viewers. <laughs> it's the viewers. <laughs> I know. They keep asking right. about these. Give us something you like at the moment in the market. Uh, liking at the moment, obviously, elders is one. Yeah. Um, we've sort of we've sort of bailing out of uh, obviously liking the copper stocks. Um, Political unrest, you know, continues really badly in Peru, um, Chile, Chile, yeah. the two biggest. Um, Copper exporters in the world, so very much liking that wire ETF AIS. Yeah, because there's um, not much uh, pure play copper here, is there? No, well, not not anymore. So, no. um, yeah. and look, to, and to be honest, I'm I'm very bearish. I've, I've, we've taken off core positions that we haven't taken off in the entire time I've been at Macro at the moment. I think the market's extraordinarily expensive, and um, and interest rates are going to come through. So, so what do you? How much you got in cash? Oh, how much do you we've recommend? Got, we've got probably ten percent in uh, high yield corporate bonds and probably twenty to thirty percent cash. I'd just, I'd say almost. Oh, so, wow. Um, yeah, I just think I think this is going to play out over the next um, six months, and a lot of these businesses in the AS, like eighteen percent of the ASX two hundred isn't profitable. Yeah. So they obviously haven't existed in a, in a time where interest rates are yeah. high. So I mean that 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 takes so, out forty stocks. So so, so do you? Do you say to clients with a portfolio, hey, trim back across the board? 
to build up cash and in in your core stocks, just keep a footing and, will, and buy will, them back in cheaper or yeah, we will generally. I mean, so or we, get out of them. We, we tend to be a touch more active, but at the moment we, you know, we're at oh, what two percent from yeah. record highs. Yeah. Now we can get you know somewhere six to eight percent in corporate bonds to sit there basically risk free and just yeah. sit and wait and pick up the opportunities as they come along. I mean, BHP, CBA, Woodside sort of record highs. I mean, yep. Woodside. I mean, natural gas has fallen forty percent this month. Yeah, my oil's down. I don't. I don't. BHP as well. Great company long term. I I really like it. But yeah. you look at their and CBA twenty PE record highs with all these things coming up. I, I just don't feel like we need to okay. put the client's money at All risk right. at the moment. So, right. mm. yeah, you don't trade though, do you? No, no, but, 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 just mem- but, we, but members uh, have a ho- probably a higher percentage in cash on average now than they did a year ago. Right. But that so doesn't what's mean their it's average. Like, well, we just do it in z- zones, but right. yeah, the, the, the largest group are sub 20. Right. Um, we probably should break it down more than that, but that's yeah, yeah in cash. But that could be dividends coming in. They just haven't deployed capital yep. from that. You know, there's a whole range of things going on. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got some members who have sold down uh, certain companies, particularly their least favourite, or done trim trim to build up cash for yeah. perceived uh, opportunities, opportunity cost. You know, so, yeah. I've got, so I have cash available when I'm presented with some bargains. Right. Uh, but who would have thought January was going to take a start off like this? Oh, sure, yeah. I sure didn't respect this. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. but I mean, we just, yeah, same, as, same as what happened last year. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 I, right. we, we sold out of tech at the start of the year, yeah. and I had cli- clients just screaming at me for about three weeks, and yeah. pretty thankful by the end of the year. So, yeah. well, I yeah. trimmed I trimmed some of my um, very very successful min position at, at eighty one. You did uh, not not massive amount, but just tr- trimmed off a bit because it was so big yeah. as a percentage yeah, yeah. of my portfolio. Yeah, and it's now what's it ninety two now? Uh, yeah, and I it'll be over bit Fresh upgrade. To 105 yeah. bucks the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, um, before no, Christmas, Christmas or since Christmas, yeah. before Christmas, someone on the call uh, said it would be a $150 stock in the next two years. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean you won't get them back at, at 70 bucks <laughs> no, at some stage. No, but so. I've got plenty still. Yeah, 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 I, yeah I didn't so. sell. I didn't sell out. Okay, so, so you, you trim, trim rather. Yeah, than I just trim because I wanted. To, I wanted to build up a bit more firepower right. so that if there's any. Uh, now, by the way, if we have a significant market down, min could easily go down from yeah. 40, 50 percent. It's a volatile stock. Yeah. it's a very. Volatile yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be delighted to buy some more back. But like, it's, it's not. The point is, I like having personally. I like having some cash available so yes. that when I'm presented with something that really is a screaming bargain, then I can yep. buy it. So I'd be okay. not think about it. All right. Pretty common thing coming through. <laughs> Nervous couple of months ahead. Let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. IPH a hold from both. John's Ling a sell from Mark Gardner. Likes it, but has really shot the lights out. A no from Mark Morland. Uh, PSC Insurance a no from both. Hotel Property Investments a sell from both. Uh, likewise, Medibank. Now, if there are any stocks that you'd like us to cover here on the call, uh, Flick them in an email to us, uh, the call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Um, Mark Mullen from Team Invest, great to catch up as always. Great to see you too, thank you. Mark Gardner from Macro, Jeez. wise advice, thank you for that. The Pulse is next with Andrew Gagan.